In this episode of What the Prophets Say, we are talking about your tendency to escapism. Escapism in your daydreams, escapism in dodgy theology. And we pull you back in this episode to a present, responsible, taking your place as a person of influence. Join us in this episode of What the Prophets Say. Hello, loyal listeners, and welcome to another episode of What the Prophets Say with me, Emma Stark, and Mr. Prophet... Sam Robertson. I was going to say your name there, but you snuck in. Uh, I got there before you. Yes, just in case I call you something dodgy. Dodgy or different. Yes. Yes. Like my children have renamed you over the years, many different names. Yeah, the first was Samuel Eagle Peanut Wilson. Then they they called you Turquoise for a while. The Turquoise Sponge. I don't know. Where the heck did that come from, I don't know. Sam? But Samuel Eagle Peanut Wilson <laughs> I don't know. was the first name. I have no idea where my children produced that from at all. I have no idea either. And yes. then the turquoise sponge. And then, and then Peter says, uh, he said to me, um, I'm going out for dinner with Samantha. I'm like, who is Samantha? And it <laughs> was so you. Cheeky. He's so cheeky. He messaged me all the time saying, hi, Samantha, what are you doing? I'm like, you are cheeky. I'm going to make him stop that because that's rude. That's, <laughs> yeah. that, that's, I'm getting comfortable that's, with that's, that, Yes, that's, that's what not, it is. That is just rude and inappropriate. Anyway, so I left my house this morning to come into the studio and record. We are nearly finished building my father a library, which was the promise if my dad moved in with us, which he did in January. We're now 10 months down the line and it's taken me ages to source somebody who could build a library. And we discovered, because my house is 350 years old, minimum, I think it's older, that every wall is wonky, every ceiling, every floor, every everything, and that the wall actually has a bulge in it. I don't know how that is. Look, it's just nothing as straight as the point. Yeah. It has been for it our... It moves pl- over time. Listen, it's been a nightmare. It's been an absolute nightmare because every piece of wood can't just be cut, you know... Yeah, it has to be two measured. size and measure oh to... Oh, my. So, anyway, we've got it and we have painted it navy. Yeah. I've done what... I think it's called a, a room wash. I might not be quite on that. So, the ceiling is Everything navy. Is. The walls are navy. The whole lot is navy. Um, the bookcase is navy. So you come into this like library den yeah. type. Moody. Moody. Good for yeah. You want to hide in there. You walked through it the other day when yeah. it was half done, didn't you? Yeah, I've not seen it fully done, but I, I think I've, I've seen it fully painted. Okay. Really nice. Well, well, you'll have to pop up and see. That's but um, yes, and the carpet has come up. And so there is oh. parquet. We found parquet flooring underneath, yeah, but it's covered in paint from before we moved in. So I don't know how you get paint off a of parquet floor, but that is the it's job. There. That is the job. And so I've bought a light fitting, which I'm calling Sean. Because it's chandelier. <laughs> no, because of chandelier. Uh-huh. But yes, it's not quite a chandelier, but um, I'm calling it Sean. And my children are like, why are you calling, why are you naming, naming a light. the light fitting, Sean? Well, from Chandelier, Chandelier. Um, so there we go. That's uh, the Irish light fitting. The Irish light fitting, Chandelier. Uh, anyway, so it's spelt S-E-A-N, of, of course. course. And that's giving David nightmares. He's away home today. He was in the studio earlier, but he's away to send a friend of ours into our attic. And he's going to go uh, underneath one in the attic 
one in the room and they're going to screw battens of wood together to hoist up Sean so he stays in place. I would love to watch that. It's going to be ridiculous, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's going to be ridiculous. Especially because, I mean, it is an old house. So <laughs> who knows what they'll find um, in the attic. There we go. Yeah, last time they find a wasp's nest up there. Anyway, that's that's the story of uh, my afternoon. But we reckon it'll hold 5,000 books. But my dad has several thousand more. So you're going to have to build him a second library? No, I am not at all. He's <laughs> going to have to start to... Literally, Sam, every day there's another delivery. And do you know, I didn't believe you on that until I came to your house one day and I answered the door twice. Did you? Twice when I was working at your house to two separate deliveries, both addressed to your father. Books. Well, I mean, I presume that's what it was. I had a good feel and a shake <laughs> just to see. Oh, and my I, dad's two, two separate Two separate uh, deliveries of, of books. And that was in a single day. Oh, that is about right. I don't know how he gets away with it. Uh-huh. Yes. And he reads them all, which is the crazy oh, thing. they become he friends. He reads them all. No, they become friends. Anyway, this is, the, this is the journey of the moment. So he'll happily spend his life. I'll get him a big comfy seat. Actually, the big comfy seat is in the garage while we've painted it. That'll be hauled back out. So this is the story. This is the story of uh, a, a bibliophile. Which sounds like it should be a lover of scripture, but a bibliophile is a book lover. Book lover, book addict. Addict is the word. Addict is the word. Who is it? Shall I tell? Shall I tell him, Dad? I think he might need deliverance. (laughs) He might say I want to keep it. He loves his books. (laughs) He does love his books. Okay. So, speaking of deliverance needs, shall we hit another one today? Let's do it. I do believe we in war and shaking times and financial catastrophe and all of the stuff that is swirling around and the balance of power moving and getting leaders that we don't want and exposure of other leaders who we had staked uh, our lives on the fact that they were godly and unshakable who are now shaken and, uh, you know, moral puddles on the floor. Um, There is a tendency to go towards escapism. And that is what I want to deal with today. And I think escapism comes sometimes even in the quality of your daydreams, that that daydreaming, um, if you really are there too much, yeah. is escapism. Yeah. Wanting to be somewhere to uh, not deal with the reality or yeah. to learn how to take responsibility or to learn how to thrive in this zone. That And at the other end of it, spiritually, I think for those who are wired for revelation, is a form of Gnosticism where it is easier to escape into the realms and it looks like godly escape. Oh, I'm going to see the angels. I'm going to go to third heaven. But if it is provoked by your pain and your lack of ability to cope here, it is Gnostic escapism. It's not encountering God. And I do think that God is asking us to not be those wired for escaping, but actually to start to pray, God, I want to be able to take the responsibility for my life, for the growth of your kingdom here. I want to see only as you want me to see. I want my mind burnt with fire so that my daydreams is not about some other world that I'm creating in my mental space that I want to go to. But I want to learn what it is to find joy here and now. I want to learn what it is to meet with you in the right ways. I want to learn what is to have the joy of ruling in the midst of my enemies in the earth. I want to know the joy 
of saying my life isn't led by the distraction of my phone or by the mental conjectures of my daydreams, but my life is anchored here and it is well with my soul. And that, my friends, is the aim. Mm-hmm. Really good. And I think this escapism, look, it, it, it is a scale. I think escapism actually for millennials and Generation Z is scrolling. I think yes, that, that, that that's an exposure exposure of escapism. I don't want to confront the current reality. And before I know it, I've scrolled for two hours on TikTok, Instagram and Facebook when actually yeah. I probably needed to sit and reflect on how I'm doing or mm-hmm. sit and ha- make a decision on a certain circumstance. Mm-hmm. Um, I think escapism, um, I mean, you might think, oh, I'm not a culprit of that, but it's washed through our culture and it is an uh, there is a root of fear, an undercurrent of anxiety to it. And it could be in the um, extreme end of I'm going to, you know, hunker down, protect myself and just wait for the rapture, wait for the moment, Mm -hmm. um, whatever that might be. Or um, I'm going to escape just by the simple uh, simplicity of daydreaming. We've got to say, actually, we are we are created to rule and reign. We are created with meaningful leadership responsibility yes. in the earth. And this wash of escapism comes to try and steal our ability to influence and to bring the kingdom of God meaningfully. Yes, I do think that if you mentioned, the, did you mention rapture? I mentioned the word. You mentioned the word. Now, look, I'm not going to arm wrestle anybody or fall out with anybody about our eschatology and our thought processes about the rapture. Well, there's no need to. Yeah. Um, we'll all find out one way or the other uh-huh. who's right on it, won't we? Uh, so there's no need to become um, enemies or um, create a battlefield between us. Personally, I don't think it's biblical. And, but you can, you know, just roll your eyes if you don't agree. Mm -hmm. Fine. I think that's fairly easily proved in scripture. That's not the point. I don't want just to (laughs) distract you. Distracted by. That's not the point. The point is this, that when a culture misappropriates the concept of rapture, it becomes an escaping culture. Oh, we don't need to worry. We don't need to take responsibility. And it bleeds into whole swathes of the church, mainly, I think, North America. It's, it's less of a doctrine within the Europe context. Uh, but certainly the rapture is very highly regarded within some North American context. That's their own peculiar thing. Bless you in that very legitimately. But if you hold it in the wrong way, rather than uh, this is what I believe, and you hold it in a uh, sinful way, it will become a permission to escape. Mm -hmm. And what that will, you can measure it by I don't take responsibility. Yep. I only take responsibility for myself and not for my region or my territory. My prayers are very self-focused because I'm all that matters because you've trained yourself in distraction and escapism. Mm-hmm. 
that is where it becomes sinful. Yeah. If it becomes an obsession that washes you out of taking responsibility. I think it's interesting, you know, about the end times. We could have a million conversations about all the different types of theologies. But at the end of the day, we're so obsessed over the end times. Yet it's the one thing Jesus says, you're not going to know the day or the hour. And yet we are obsessed with trying to figure it out. And, And Jesus never said, you know, preach the end times. He said, you preach that the the gospel of the kingdom is here mm-hmm. now. He actually, Jesus says, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will have its own worries. Mm-hmm. And I think um, what escapism does is it washes you out of meaningful responsibility today. Yeah. And it keeps you so focused on something far ahead um, as a, a way to, with some subversive uh, kind of uh, attempts by mm-hmm. the enemy, a way to sneak you or slide you out of influence mm-hmm. and out of taking uh, responsibility and out of your leadership call. And it's done through fear uh, uh, and these little mm-hmm. tactics that come in. And um, and actually you see it again with the prophet mm-hmm. prophets and the prophetic people, particularly in the Gnostic sense. So you've got yeah. on one hand escapism end times, on the other yeah. hand escapism Gnosticism, on yes. one hand escapism scrolling in technology yeah. because I don't want to confront the reality of my heart and my emotions. Mm-hmm. I want to escape from myself. Yeah. So it's in different uh, areas, different forms it comes in different ways. So you have to measure, you know, am I escapism in the end time sense? Am I escaping yes. in the Gnostic kind of super holy, but actually just escaping reality? Making up my own yeah. spiritual encounters. Or am, yeah. I, am I escaping in the, actually, I'm just, I'm not good at confronting the nature of mm-hmm. and the conditions mm-hmm. of my own heart yeah. um, and, and of my own. And I think it's, it, this. It, the children of escapism are distraction. Absolutely. And procrastination. Uh, procrastination and lack of focus, those kind of things. But the higher up issue is a tendency, to, you know, to, to want to not be here mm. um, and that somewhere else is better, yeah. wherever that happens to be. And in that concept, what you rob from the earth and what you rob God of is your ability to be present as an influencer, as a truth teller who holds ground for yeah. the sake of others. You actually rob the world of your leadership you anointing. Do. And so I think the Lord is looking for decent leaders. He's looking for voices of impact and influence. Mm-hmm. In other words, you have to be present for that. Yeah. And you have to know what it is to have the joy of maturity and the joy uh, there is a joy in the journey there's a joy in the processes of maturity and a joy in saying that is rough I mean that situation I'm facing is a rough old situation but in the roughness of that I will not run away and hide I will not distract myself I will not medicate myself with daydream or go into a false vision I will actually take the joy of responsibility and I will learn what it is to mature and persevere that I might be more useful to God. Could it be that we're saying, God, use me, God, use me, God, use me. Oh God, you know, I know there's more for me. I know there's more in me than anybody has ever seen. But actually you're so distracted and so prone to escapism that though you may be jammed full of good things, you're unusable. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think if we keep pushing even the, the Gnostic conversation here, you mm-hmm. know, Gnosticism is an ancient heresy um, and it comes in many forms. There's a sliding scale. Most yeah. of you, in fact, all of you are probably not full-blown Gnostics, but I think there are Gnostic tendencies. Um, and I think yeah. one of them is we assume that spirit equals good, matter equals evil, matter mm-hmm. equals bad. And that that is not what we see in, yeah. in Jesus. And it is not what we see in Jesus. We believe that holy people are to be translucent, almost disembodied, that that's yeah. the goal. Yes. But actually consider Christ, the second person of the Trinity, who after his death and his resurrection and his ascension is defiantly physical. He has yes. an appetite. He says, touch me and see. And so our future self, even if we talk about end times again, our future self, our most glorious self is not our bodies being delivered from matter or from yeah. the physical. It's our bodies being delivered from sin. That yes. is that is holiness. And I think mm-hmm. we've got to understand, look, you can easily escape into encounters, mm-hmm. but what happens is you, you can very quickly go off into deception, but you rob yourself of the ability to have an impact in a world that right now needs you and a culture that requires you. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, I think, you know, God, he, he creates matter mm-hmm. and he puts humans in matter, humans created physical themselves with a spirit. And he gives in us the ability to steward the earth mm-hmm. with meaningful responsibility. And you see it, you know, God creates mm-hmm. it light and it's good. He creates the water, the skies and the mm-hmm. land. And he says it's good, the trees, the plants, mm-hmm. the fruit, the veg, and it's good. Why would you want to escape that? Instead, he says, no, you yeah. are empowered by my spirit to influence it. And so I think we've got to start to to understand that that the, 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 the holy life is yeah. the exploding Holy Spirit who is fused in every fiber of our physical being. Yeah, very. that's very, very helpful. And And in all of this, I would want to bring a differentiation between rest, Sabbath, switching off versus escapism. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Very important that I do need leisure and I do need to switch off and I do need to dial down and I do need a gear change out of my rhythms and paces in life so that I can go, I need to reset. I need to reset. Okay. So I go and I do some sport so that the endorphins in my body reset. I go outside for fresh air and walk the dog so that I'm not captive by by my own four walls. And we build these lives that should have these reset leisure rest times. Don't mix that up with sinful escapism. And the sense of I I have these rest run rhythms that are healthy, but if I'm always looking to escape, then I have got to deal with myself and say, why? What is the pain in me that I'm not facing? What is the soreness that I need to come back and deal with before God so that I can, as you say, take responsibility and utilize the fullness of who God has made me to be. And why are we pushing this today, my friends? Because the world is shaking and God needs you. Mm -hmm. And therefore, you've got to be honestly one who assesses the rhythms of your life to say, am I in escapism mode or am I in a good job of healing short accounts 
rest, and then taking responsibility? Or can I simply not be useful to God because I'm always distracted, Mm. unfocused and escaping? Come on. And I think I would say, look, we probably all have a little bit of this tendency. So wherever you are on the sliding scale of escapism, the prayer is still the same. I repent. I'm sorry. Deliver me of it and teach me to be present. Yes. Help me value what it is to be present. I don't want to be in the sin of worrying about tomorrow with an escapist tendency. I don't want to be in the sin of a a hope that is placed in an event rather than in Jesus. I want to be present in today and I want to lead with Mm -hmm. meaningful responsibility today. I just heard the Spirit of the Lord so clearly. I thought we were just about to wrap up there. I was about to say, you know, thank you for joining us. I heard the Lord say this. He says, the sex change and the same sex attraction tendencies has come in a huge percentage from a people who do not know how to process their pain, and they allow themselves to escape into same-sex attraction rather than manage their own pain. I heard the Lord say it so clearly, and I was not expecting to hear that at all. And the Lord is saying, if you will deal with your bullying in your childhood Mm. as simple and as seemingly inconsequential as somebody was mean to me, The Lord says, if you will sit in it and you will deal with it, you will not have to escape even into perversion to not deal um, with uh, that pain. Wow, wow, wow. I've never heard God link those things before. No, no, no. Wow. That's a revelation. That is a a revelation. Boy, oh boy. We we would save ourselves from a lot of heartache. Absolutely. Um, if we did that. So I bless you guys. I bless you into sitting with God and being present in your history and present in your today. I bless you into the fullest version of impact Mm. and influence that you can possibly be. And in the name of Jesus, we put a limitation around your escapism tendencies on your behalf where you've not been able to go yourself. And I bless you to be those who rule and reign in the here and now in Jesus' mighty name. Well, thank you for joining us for another episode of What the Prophets Say with me, Emma Stark and Mr. Prophet Sam Robertson. And we will see you again for another episode. Be blessed, my friends. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of What the Prophets Say with me, Emma Stark. If you would like to go deeper with us, you would be very welcome to join our network, the Global Prophetic Alliance. You can find that at propheticscots.com, where we have a comprehensive training program to lead you into deeper realms of the Spirit of God and encounter. If you feel a call and a pull to deliverance ministry, you can download my latest e-course, which is a comprehensive overview of getting people free from demonic oppression, you'll find that at demonbusting.com. Join us on these different platforms for more interaction with Emma Stark, Sam Robertson and the GPA team.